Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Check out our website, embracethespiritual.com, for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. And don't forget, follow Embrace the Spiritual on Instagram and Facebook. So in this episode, we are taking a deep dive into shielding boundaries and grounding, what we believe to be core activities that every person should be doing. And you may be doing one or more of these elements. The trifecta effect of doing all of these is really what I think has a profound impact on how your day goes. I know that I learned grounding years and years ago. I would say that's a pretty important activity to be doing even twice a day. You should be doing it when you get up in the morning, your feet hit the floor, you want to ground to Mother Earth. Really what that's doing is it's connecting you, keeping you in your body, in your space, and make sure that you are not going to be, you know, floating on cloud nine all day. While that can be fun in some aspects, it certainly doesn't help for the day-to-day, you know, if you have to go to the work, you need to be grounded. What kind of things do you do for grounding, Dawn? I have to take the dogs out in the morning. So depending on what the weather is, because sometimes we get lots of snow, and then if we have snow, it turns to ice quickly. And since I'm a wee thing, I always end up falling on my butt. There's a certain point where I just don't even bother going out in the icy snow because my dogs will take me out quicker than you can say, look out. (laughs) I try to do like more of a a breathing technique in the morning when I'm outside, take in the nature that's out there because we do have trees uh, along our one side of our property where my dogs like to go that my crystals my grounding crystals on me worst comes to worst and i feel really off be like okay energy come through and ground me to the earth energy's just pulling through and going down to the earth to connect me to the core but in the summer my barefoot shoes on if i'm not barefoot just enjoying life why don't you share so you said a couple key things in there it'd be helpful for those people that aren't familiar with crystals maybe they haven't worked with them if you could share what grounding crystals you use and the importance of barefoot connecting to earth i think those are really two key things that you know may be common sense to what we're doing in our day-to-day but that's why we're here to share what we're doing so that other people can Yeah, there's actually a really good video that I just saw that talks about how just 30 minutes of grounding will actually rearrange, I think it was your white blood cells or was it your red blood cells to be more flowing through your body, which is really important if you're trying to be at your utmost health. There's so many grounding crystals, any black crystal plus hematite. If you get two hematites that talk to each other, you can actually hold them in your hands and you can feel the energy flow through you. It's really awesome. I've got two uh, hematite crystals that go together. I give them to whomever is ungrounded, especially those who don't want to admit their life is kind of messed up or they suffer. It helps wonderful for anxiety as well because not all crystals talk to each other. And I don't like buying for other people unless you're a relative. So I tell most people, go to a store, 
hold the crystals, find what works for you because two crystals might not like each other. For whatever reason, they might come from a different part or maybe one crystal doesn't have enough energy in it to give to the other crystal. That's a good reminder. I actually recently purchased two hematite spheres. I had forgotten about that, that they could be like that conduit, keep a full circle energy running through you if they're meant to be together. Yeah, so test it out. Like, see if they yeah. like each other because some crystals, not that they don't like each other, it's just that they have a stronger connection. Mm -hmm. um, I know the lady that I bought my crystals, for, she always goes through her stock to make sure that nothing's broke. She just noticed these two crystals just seem to like want to be friends. And then I ended up keeping them. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah. My collection continues to grow for that very reason, I would say. Yeah, I think everybody who is into crystal just have that crystal that says you need me in your life you might not know why but just pick me up just yeah. talk to me <laughs> i think we have that uh, topic as one of our episodes that's going to be coming up so i think we'll be bringing that in sooner than later you'll hear us bring crystals into so much of what we do and certain crystals obviously have different properties as dawn said when you go into a store what i like to do when i pick them up usually if the crystal isn't right for me it'll stay very cold. And if it works for me and it really resonates with me, because it's going to be different for everybody, my hands really heat up. I can actually feel it vibrating. And I'm like, yep, that's a crystal I'm going home with. So mine talk to me, you know, I'll walk away and then it'll be like, where are you going? Why are you leaving me? Because <laughs> I don't like to touch them because I'm like, well, if I touch it and it wants me to buy it, it doesn't mean that my pocketbook can afford it. $4,000 crystals, of course, it's going to feel great in your hands. And it'll of be course. like, yes, you must buy me. So you still have to be a little bit discerning and they'll, they'll pick you when you're meant to take them home for sure. Absolutely. And someday that $4,000 crystal may be mine. <laughs> <laughs> someday. For grounding, one thing that I learned quite a few years ago when I was taking some Reiki classes. So if you're sitting in a chair, make sure your feet, as Dawn said, barefoot, even though you are you might be in the house, still barefoot on the ground so that you, at least you have a little better connection to Mother Earth. Imagine from your tailbone when you're sitting an energetic cord that goes deep into the Earth's core and it's connecting you to that center of the earth. Just imagine all of the things that you don't need to worry about for that day, or maybe you had a tough conversation with somebody that you want to just get rid of the energy. It's a really quick way to just imagine all of that energy going through your tailbone and into the ground and just asking Mother Earth to help transmute whatever energy that you're releasing. And just imagine that that cord is releasing. So I find that that's a really good way to release excess. So this could be done, I mean, anytime you're working on your computer, maybe you've had a difficult conversation or a meeting with somebody, you know, maybe before you start something else, you can just quickly ground. And the other part that I add to that is once I release that energy through my tailbone, and the reason that tailbone is important is that is also your root chakra. So the root chakra is your grounding, your self-identity, all of that, those really core things for you, you're releasing through that. So it's a really powerful way to do that. And you reminded me that you can also hug a tree while you were saying if you can't go barefoot because of your terrain or whatever, hug a tree that will ground you as well. And we'll love it. <laughs> Even if you think someone's going to drive by and go, what in the world is that person doing? 
ignore it. They're just jealous that they didn't have the courage to go do that themselves and know that by you doing that, you are helping the tree and you're helping yourself. They're getting the love from you. It's just a relaxation and a release. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that was another thing I just watched. And I'll, if I can find it so we can add it to the website. It was talking about grounding through trees and how the trees will actually communicate to each other. I'm sure that the tree is sending whatever you're giving to it out to the others. Then they have yeah. a beautiful network to talk to each other. You know, many times in movies, we'll be careful not to quote too many things, but the movie Avatar, the original one, that's really what they're doing when you see the communication that's coming through the roots of that tree energetically is spreading out. So you could be helping fill an entire section of forest with that one act. Beautiful. I love it. The other piece with the grounding, I do it as kind of a one piece grounding. Even if it feels weird and maybe you're not quite there yet, give it a try. You'll feel the energy flowing. So while I'm sitting and my feet planted on the ground, I imagine through my crown chakra at the top of my head, I imagine feeling golden light coming down through my crown chakra, coming down and at simultaneously at my feet. I can feel energy from Mother Earth coming up through my feet chakras. That's coming up my leg channels, the energy that's come down through the universe, through my crown chakra and up through the feet, mixes in your heart chakra, comes up your arm channels and out down your arms through your hand chakra. You're releasing that energy down through your root chakra and then you're bringing in universal life energy through your crown, mother earth energy, you're mixing it up and that's giving you your life force energy. So it's kind of a nice, simple way just to release and re-energize all of your life force energy. It's not a long process. It literally can take less than five minutes and it just feels really good. You can do it any time of the day. I for sure do it morning and night as a minimum and whenever during the day. So I want to share that as well, that it's just something different. There's lots of different ways you can do it. We're giving you some of our examples and just know if you search or you've been taught grounding from other places, just make sure it feels good to you. Just because someone tells you something, you have to make sure that it feels good in your heart, makes sense for you. Be discerning even when you're looking on the internet for maybe different ideas for doing grounding, search through several websites and feel what is right for you. But what we're encouraging you to do minimum once, twice a day is ideal, I would say. And you know what? I consider that part of my self-care and self-love. It's something I'm doing for myself. Maybe a good way to think of it too. And we all need a little more love in our hearts. So we sure do. That is an understatement. That's for sure. You know, when you can feel that warm energy coming through your body, how do you not smile? And when you're smiling and have that joy in your heart and, you know, a little skip in your step, maybe it instantly really rubs off on people. I think it rubs off on universes. <laughs> we may think it's such a small act. And I think sometimes quote unquote spiritual people in the community share that it has to be some large act to make a big difference in the universe. But something that small, hugging a tree, grounding yourself, running your energies, you don't even realize the ripple effect it has in the universe. Right. Even just buying a cup of coffee for the person behind you at the drive-thru is going to change somebody's day. Absolutely. Pay it forward. When we do those acts and don't expect anything in return, that's when the abundance comes back to you because you're doing it purely from that love and just genuine care for another human being. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here doing this podcast. We want to share these little tips of five little acts. You, you could have changed 
20 people's days just from that one act. You don't know. Everybody did it every day. Imagine how much more people would be in their heart center. It would be beautiful. There's just so many grumpy people out there, unfortunately. And you know, whether it was an act that day or years of things that have added up, that person hasn't experienced maybe the love that that one little act could do. I like to see them as little challenges sometimes when I go out. Absolutely. So grounding, it's something that starts your day off right, sets your energy vibration at a higher level. It's just a great way to start your day. And if your energy is higher, your family's energy is going to be higher. And when they go out into the world, hopefully that it's rubbing off on other people. If everybody went out, how many people just on the job they could affect? The exponential on it is very significant. Small X. Yes. I do have to say, I have noticed since we have been grounding and doing all that shows from our plants in the spring to summer, they bloom high. Like they're just, it's so beautiful. The plants are happier with the energy. We have forget me nots and I can't remember what other things. Last year, they doubled in size. Wow. The flowers were amazing. It was so beautiful. I kept telling my husband, like, we did that. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. And that's very powerful. And with really something so simple. How many videos have you maybe seen out there that the impact of, you know, your joy or your sadness has on water or all these different elements? That's how powerful that vibration can be. But just think about that little switch because we all have a choice. Yes. We and I think all some people have, have a difficult time because it's not instantaneous. So they think, oh, it was not mm -hmm. as impactful. But it is because we're all moving your hands through the air. You're hitting atoms that you can't see and it's rippling out. Know that your kindness, your caring is rippling through even yeah. where you can't see it. We're in such an instant gratification environment these days from all of our technology. Just because it doesn't happen right away, as Don said, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. The ripple effect of it might impact somebody two days from now. And it might just be an epiphany they have. They just needed their own time to process that energy that you had put out. So, and sometimes you'll never know because of that impact of, you know, paying it forward, buying a coffee for somebody in the drive-through behind you or a breakfast sandwich, something like that. You never know what the impact of that is. Boundaries or shielding? For me, shielding gives me boundaries because okay. when I shield, Teflon tough for a better terminology. <laughs> Water off a duck's back. Tough like a diamond, uh, which then, you know, gives me the reinforcement to give boundaries. Boundaries are so hard. It's hard for people to shield. People don't really know what shielding is. You know, people are familiar with boundaries, but yes. let's talk about shielding. What does shielding mean to you? I don't give away my sovereignty. I don't consent to game playing. And I've never, I've grown up, I never wanted to be like my father. I said, that was one of the things growing up. I said, I never want to be like him. Looking at him as a child, I did not want to follow in his footsteps mm -hmm. or my mother in that case, because I'm just not that type of person. I felt it at a young age and I knew that I wanted to be different. I wanted to be me. With Aurora Shielding, that has worked so well. And there have been times that it has worked and I felt that I was being infringed upon, but I knew it was holding and I knew, you know, just to push back with my energy to say, I don't consent to this. We can throw a link onto our website, embracethespiritual.com. It will link to the shielding course that Dawn is talking about. And it's a very specific technique Aurora has developed and it's very powerful. 
And it doesn't matter what level of spirituality you participate in, believe in, it doesn't matter. Anybody can do this. It doesn't matter if you're a farmer, if you're a Reiki master and everybody in between. This is something that can be very, very powerful. So I would encourage you to look into that. In the absence of not doing that, or maybe in the meantime, if you are considering taking that course, it's very inexpensive. What you can do is ask Archangel Michael to surround you in his blue energy bubble as a protective bubble. So if nothing else, you can imagine yourself grounded in beautiful white light, loving light, maybe depends what you're doing. Maybe you're going in for some medical work. You might want to use Archangel Raphael to surround you in a green protective healing bubble. All of those things work. Big key, I want to make sure that you understand when you're doing this, is believing it's there. If you hesitate and believe, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Well, guess what? It's not going to work because you're not putting the belief into it. Just because you can't see it, some people can see it. Some people can see that energy bubble around them or around other people. As long as you know it's there, it will be there and it will stay active for you. It's definitely there. I had, can testify to that. Friends who were sucking my energy, after I started using it, they stopped being friends with me because they're just like, You're, you've changed. I don't trust you anymore. And I'm thinking, because I've taken back my energy and you can't get access to it. So they've moved on to other people. I feel bad that they've moved on to others. That's not my role. They don't believe that they have things in them that is drawing from like an energetic vampire. Yep. Yeah, but I'm not going to participate in that. I also want to add because there's a lot of misinformation and we use the term inverted thinking when people say that it's fear-based to put up shieldings. Why do you need to protect yourself? Why do you need this? And to say that shielding is fear-based is false. It's inaccurate. It's inverted. Guess who's saying that? Those very energy vampires that Dawn's talking about. They don't want you to put up a shield because guess what? They can stop feeding off of your energy. Of course they don't want that. So they're going to instill fear in you. I had one friend who spent months saying, you've changed. I don't understand why, you know, you had to cut this off. And I'm like thinking, I don't have to explain it to you. You know, I said I, my life was going to get busy, which it was. I was closing a house to sell and things to do. And I said, you know, I, I just can't be talking with you for three hours in the morning because it drained me. Then where do I get my love light if I've given it all away? And I think that's a, a distinction that a lot of you can relate to is whatever field that you're working in, a lot of, or whether you're a stay-at-home parent, it doesn't matter. We give and do so much for other people that we can do that without giving away our own energy and light to somebody else. And that's what that shielding, which bleeds into boundaries, but really the shielding helps that. We're just putting up that barrier, invisible maybe to the naked eye, but think of it like that. If you had a hula hoop, you know, around your waist, I personally make it big because otherwise if you make it small it's too small but you want to make sure that you've got that barrier where your energy is within that barrier you know maybe the edge of it's like a little trampoline somebody's trying to instill their negativity onto you you can just imagine it bouncing off or like a balloon right kind of comes in a little bit and then it just repels so you can really make this a good intention of keeping yourself protected why shouldn't we keep ourselves protected that's not fear-based. That's empowering, in my opinion. If I keep my boundaries and shielding up to protect my own energy, 
I only have me to protect. Dawn has herself to protect and each of our listeners have their own energy to act and nobody wants to feel depleted at the end of the day. Shielding is really, really important. Starting something small, that's what you need to do. And with shielding, it helps you recognize when there's programming. There's just so much programming going on and I hear it in when people talk and I'm thinking, you don't even know what you're saying. You've been taught to repeat this thing over and over and over because it wants you to believe it. And it's not true. That's a good way to put it. It's almost like a little bit of a BS meter. You can think of it, your shield. So you're keeping things out, but it's a little bit of a filter as well. It helps you maybe recognize those situations a little bit different. Maybe you see them faster before you're drained and go, oh, I felt like I ran a marathon and I've been sitting here for two hours. That's a pretty good indication. So yeah, I mean, shielding, it just takes your energy to a different level. For me, it restarted everything. How I look at things, restarted, you know, how I start my day. It was definitely a gift that keeps on giving every day. There's so many of us that are empaths and I still struggle with it. I mean, we're not perfect. We're not sitting here saying that we know everything or not, not subject to maybe some some things still trying to get to us. But when you're empathic, you know that you feel so many things of other people. And so if you're not pu putting these shielding up, it's eating away at you unnecessarily and you're picking up other people's things and then you have no way to get rid of it. And that's certainly where the grounding can come in and help wash that, hug a tree. Shielding isn't a one-time thing. We shield minimum twice a day, if not more. As an example, we shield before we even do this podcast. We've already shielded in the morning, we'll shield before we see clients. We do a cleansing after we see clients. This is just an ongoing thing. You can recharge your shields and it's as simple as asking. We'd said in our last episode, working with angels and, and our guides, they're there to help. We just need to ask. So even if you don't know what to do, whoever my guides are, whoever whoever's listening, I know I've said that in the past, okay. Whoever's listening, whoever's here, help me with this. And then just know that it's taken care of, but keep re-energizing it. It's very important. And I think Dawn, when we were chatting the other day, you had talked about a form of doing shielding when you're showering. Oh, yes. A lot of stuff comes through your, your faucet and <laughs> imagine it being like pure love water that's cleansing you, you, your aura, get rid of, you know, the nastiness that you might've bumped into during the day. A lot of people, they'll do that showering at night before they go to bed so that, you know, it's a way to cleanse and shield before you go to sleep. In the morning, you can imagine that. I've had teachings in the past where, you know, you can also imagine it like a big golden sun and that golden, just imagine a big golden rain shower and that can help cleanse you and energize your shields as well. So lots of different ways, you know, nothing's really off limits as far as how you can do these shieldings. It's just a matter of putting the intent that you are shielding and it can be any color that you resonate with. That's okay. Just put the shields up and notice. I think it's important too is maybe notice when you get home the day, wow, maybe that situation didn't bother me as much as it used to, you know, that person that's usually the energy vampire in the office, they weren't as chatty around the water cooler. I think a good key is to really notice when these little things are happening because it's further validation of it working. And I know from my past, sometimes I look externally for validation, maybe through having cards read or going to a medium or whatever. I was really looking for that validation. 
because I wasn't seeing it in front of me. I wasn't paying attention to those little things that told me. It could be as simple as you're driving your vehicle and maybe you decided to stop for something. You never know what could have been avoided by stopping. It'll work in many different ways. So Aurora has a free video that I gave to my mother to start shielding. A friend of hers said that she fell over when she got out of bed because like a ghost ran into her and, and knocked her over. I said, you nearly need to start shielding. I've got crystals on the corners of my property, but the shielding does amp it up so that those things can't even. And I bought her the shielding course from Aurora, which she has not started yet, but I know she will. But just I, doing the simple shielding that was on Aurora's YouTube channel, I've okay. noticed the changes. She's talking different. Wow. She's more mindful of what she says. Even just little things is enough to get the gears in motion to start talking different to realize what is being said from your mouth. If you're negative, 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 you're creating all that for yourself. Oh boy, is that ever an episode that you're going to have to make sure you tune into because when <laughs> we start talking about conscious languaging and really what we're co-creating with the universe. Wow. It's an eye opener. So make sure you watch our website for those future listed episodes because that's going to be one you don't want to miss. Sometimes other people are going to notice. You may not even notice it yourself, but your spouse or a friend might notice or a, you know, a daughter or a parent, they'll notice the difference in you. Yeah. So my husband shields and he definitely is happier, more goofy, not like glum and gloomy. He was, you know, taught to be kind of like Eeyore. And, and that there is, again, programming, getting into a narrative that was not his story. And now he's definitely sharing, more caring in his job. Um, he does things for the people he works for and it, it makes him happy. He's definitely, this is like probably one of the happiest years in what he does. That's a blessing for all those involved because he's helping shape a better world for a lot of people. Absolutely. Especially when you're in those roles and you're teaching and influencing others and your words have an impact on others. The words and the energy you have behind those words can be profound or detrimental. So that's really encouraging when something is simple as shielding can do that. Love it. We all do. <laughs> yeah. It, we're, it shows that we're making a change. And if we're making a change, you too and your lives can make the change that we've done. Those millionaire people, I'm writing books. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I've read the books. I've done the courses. And I had a big nothing burger to show for it. I didn't change. I got what they're saying. Um, but it didn't work for me. It didn't go anywhere. And I mean, I've read like so many people. I love to read. If somebody's written it, I've probably read it. Yeah, you and me both. I've got uh, shelves and shelves. And when we moved, I donated a bunch of books because I couldn't bring them all with me. You're right. The sad thing about that is we've essentially lined someone else's pockets. They continue to be successful, but they're not really teaching. Just pay attention to that. How does it feel? Is this actually giving you something when you look at other spiritual teachers or I don't even like the word leaders because I think that's very ego egotistical in Yeah, where are they leading you? Off a of exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If someone says they're a guru or leading you, uh, I got a little bit of a red flag goes up with that. Right, because we're all equals. We're all equals. No, nope, that's a good point. On a soul level, we're all souls. It's a good segue into boundaries because people don't realize when you sign up for these courses, as soon as you commit to either listening to somebody or buying some of their products, you are essentially giving them permission energetically to be able to receive their information. 
So if you're not shielding and setting up boundaries of being sovereign and not consenting to maybe any infringements that are coming as a result of the person that you're listening to can have a very detrimental effect in your own energy space. But there's been some pretty significant things that have happened to people because they don't have those boundaries put in place. Boundaries are needed for physical and the energetic and spiritual realms. It's not just about putting a boundary up with a physical person that you're interacting with, it's energetic boundaries. I used to have visitors during like the early morning hours. I thought it was my husband, but I realized he should be on his way to work. It's definitely work. I've had visitors at night that are not welcome. Mm. Um, I've had visitors in my dreams that, you know, and once you start shielding, it doesn't end. You, you can carry it into the dream world where a lot of us are doing work. We don't, might not remember it, but it's definitely, I do have dreams where I am saying to somebody, I do not consent to this. This is not going to fly with me. I don't know what you want, but I know it's not for my highest good. So yeah. shielding is that one element of boundaries. As Dawn said, having the verbal, I do not consent. Again, if someone tries to say it's fear-based, you can keep that. That's yours. We we do not accept the fact that you feel it's fear-based. I always say it three times. I've had that in my dreams as well, where I, I remember clearly my dream me yelling this thing. Most of us, when we are actually talking in our sleep, in the physical side, we sound like we're mumbling. So I was probably mumbling, screaming at this thing. My husband wouldn't know what the heck I was talking about, but I was clearly setting some boundaries in my dream. Right. And what's wrong with, you know, saying this is who I am. I don't walk in a world where I feel fear anymore. I know that I'm going to be protected, whether if it's by my angels or, you know, whatever I call upon that's needed in the time. Fear is inconsequential after you've been doing this for, gosh, it's going to be almost a year this year. You know, people may or may not be aware of is when you introduce fear into any of these things, you're sending a confusing message out to the universe of what you really want. So maybe I want this protection, the shielding, the boundaries, but I'm fearful of it. Well, that's not going to work. Because the universe says, well, do you want it or not? They just pick up on the energy of what you're putting out. So you have to be really mindful that that fear is not clouding something. Fear is different than having that heart discernment where you're actually filtering going, does that feel right? That's completely different than fear. Fear is irrational and not based on anything. You know, be like, I'm invincible and have that lion eat you. That's not what I'm saying. Oh. No, that's the, that's the ego mind talking. Yes. That's not what we're talking about. I'm saying that, you know, I'm not giving my energy away because I know there's things out there that will eat it like it was candy. I'm not going to play that game anymore. Yeah. You know, I like keeping my energy for myself. I get more done. Um, I have more projects. I have more time, as I'm sure you do as well. Absolutely. When we don't cloud our brains with all of that chatter that's unnecessary and you put up that boundary of this is my space, your brain included, your mind, and just keeping that excess chatter out has freed up so much. I didn't used to have those boundaries. Even when I was working, I was a people pleaser. I know we're going to be talking about that in the future because people pleasing is definitely programming that we need to erase. We, we need to transmute. You know, boundaries could be something, whether it's in a relationship, you're setting boundaries in a workplace, you're setting boundaries. And really what it's saying is this is how I want to be treated. So I want to be talked to, how I want to be treated. 
this is what I will accept or not accept. And those are all very clear because it's sending that message to that other person or people, depending on what the situation is, you have the sovereignty and the protection and the shielding in place. You deserve more. You deserve to be treated better. So it could be something that simple that don't talk to me that way. I will not accept this situation. And it's so empowering. And if we can remove the people pleasing, yes, we might have a boss or somebody that we have to report to at the end of the day, but at a soul level, you're responsible for yourself. That's the person you're reporting to. True. I'm a people pleaser. Totally yep. understand. But my job, I actually enjoy it because I work intimately with people. And even if I can make their life a little bit easier, but if there's something I do not want to do, I am going to say absolutely not. <laughs> yep. I got to want to do it for my heart or not at all. Exactly. Because when we do things for other people, when we think we're doing it to please other people, we're actually infringing on them without even realize. And we'll talk about that in our next episode about free will, because it's so important. We're taking away their sovereignty by participating or doing some act because we think it's what they want. So we're actually like, who are we to do that? So when you stop and think of it that way, even as a people pleaser, it's like, man, that is really ego-based on some level because why is it up to me to do those things to make you happy? We're all responsible for our own happiness ultimately. And maybe your soul signed up for some other experience in this life because people pleasing if it's not done from a heart-centered perspective, like Dawn is coming from a different perspective, when we people please, we're taking away their sovereignty and infringing upon their sovereignty. And we don't know what their soul signed up to do. So stay in your lane a little bit and people please yourself. Be your number one fan. Right. And I should clarify, I work with old people who sometimes have high pain levels and because of the situation that they're in, they don't can't find their joy. So right. it is a beautiful thing if you can take that person's pain away by just switching the situation by like a lot of times it was singing or just get it, taking their mind off of focusing because the mind again, it's a beautiful thing. But at the same mm -hmm. time, if it's used wrong and focusing on something that is causing pain, it does not benefit the person. I use my gift to help people change their outlook when they went over to the other side that they are mm -hmm. much happier. It's beautiful when you can can be in service to others in that perspective, seeing helping people that can't help themselves. It is a gift. Just make sure it's from your heart. Are you doing it for you? Or are you doing it really to help them because maybe they're not able to do that themselves? Right. This is really key for people that are in the energy healing business. There's a lot of people that do it for their own ego. You have to watch when you are looking for healers. Just like anything, you could have people trained in the same modality, but they're going to approach it completely different. So you really have to watch. And this is part of that boundary is allowing, who are you allowing into your space? When you are going to a healer of any kind, by going there, you are allowing them within your boundaries, essentially. What Dawn does is just a different form of healing. So what she's doing by helping these elderly people that can't help, they physically can't help themselves. Maybe there's, you know, some disability, it doesn't matter. She's going in and because she's doing it from a true heart-centered base, that she is helping them live out what remaining life here, because some of them are closer to the end of their life than others. And she's helping that transition be 
as easy on them as it can. So that's really the difference. And I'm glad Dawn popped in and said something because there are people that sadly you hear the stories of, you know, nursing homes or senior homes, and that's not how they get treated. If you could have a thousand Dawns in those facilities, people wouldn't be so hesitant to put a family member, a loved family member into there because people aren't approaching it from the same perspective. So that's really what we wanted to share about that boundary too, is that by you helping others, their boundaries are allowing you in. So just be honoring and respectful of those boundaries on both, both sides is really what we want to say. Also, if there's a thousand dawns, those lit people would be living much longer. <laughs> that is very true. Yep. We're transitioning very quicker. I've actually had a job that only lasted a four hours and the next day the woman passed. Yep. And I had a feeling that she was going to pass. And I just said, you know what? You got to go. Your family's going to be fine. Because I know sometimes they really hang around. I had one client who they said she's going to pass within three days that she was non-responsive and she stayed connected for two weeks. And I really wow. think the son was an atheist are you sure you don't want he's like you can do it I don't believe in it he's like I know my mother was an atheist I'm thinking he is hanging around because she can see that light and she knows the truth I had wished that I had been there for the transition mm. I missed it by like two minutes because oh. it was a switch of the shift but I yeah. stayed just to help the family out wait for hospice to come and nice. Be the last person who, you know, really that cared about her. Because she was like one of my first clients and I loved her. As I told her, I'm like, you're like my soul sister. I don't know if she told her son that, but I used to say, you are my soul <laughs> sister. She was so cute. We had so much fun together. That's beautiful when you can provide that, be that for somebody. Because I totally believe that you came in and helped her transmute so much that she was able to finally let go. She didn't have any of those residual things. So, And that's, that's the part, you know, we all can do this for ourselves too. Most people don't realize that they can. And somebody like me, when you're that old, you can't, you know, change their mind, but you can help raise their frequency. So when yeah. it is time to go, they don't have any fear. Absolutely. I had the honor. I considered it an honor that I was able to be there when my mother-in-law passed and one of my best friends passed. And my best friend, he ended up sick with ALS, sadly, and had a very aggressive form of it. And so he was in a unique position where he got to choose and his last day would be, you know, unless he, he had some something physically cause it before. He was one that used to tease myself and a few friends that we worked with about all of our spiritual woo-woo stuff that we believed in. And even though he was nonverbal at the end, you know, for the last several months, right on the very last day when we got to be there, I looked at him and I said, now you know it's all true. And he blinked and, and gave me a little grin. Yeah, they know. It's beautiful because they, you look at the world differently as you're transitioning. I mean, people who have come back from the dead, they say, but when they're in the process of dying, they can see, you know, sometimes it's not as we would like it, but sometimes it is. So that's a beautiful gift that you gave to him. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty special to be a part of. And knowing what we know of what the soul transitions and goes through and sees once they leave their physical body it's beautiful and they see their life and what they learned maybe what they didn't learn and and there's no judgment it's just all an experience we're talking about in our next episode of free will and about that judgment and anyways i don't want to get ahead of ourselves because well and I, I do think this has to do with boundaries because people have given away their boundaries to these nursing homes and yeah. that's you know you're literally giving a precious life to someone who does not know them they don't most of the time, people do not respect them. 
I've seen it all before. There's corners cut, people get pushed mm -hmm. aside. What I do, I go into homes and it's one-on-one. -on -one. Definitely different. If you can keep your parents home or your loved ones, it is tough, but you know what? It is a gift that you're giving them. It's a good point about boundaries that, you know, these people aren't making that decision for themselves. It's, you know, another family member that's making that decision. They're not able to put up the boundaries for themselves. And so when you are in the position and the gift that Dawn gives in the service she provides for them, she's helping them maintain their boundaries because they're not able to maybe physically do that or verbally say whatever their boundaries might be. So Dawn is really doing that from that sacred space saying, okay, you know, I respect you. I love you. I honor you. And here is how I'm going to make your life as comfortable as possible. And there's really be real beauty in that. So thanks for what you do. My pleasure, believe. I, I wish, you know, everybody could see the beauty uh, that we see. But you look at a baby, people, you can't help but love babies. When you get older, people are like, ew, 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 doesn't bother me. You have to, you know, realize there's boundaries and you're helping a person. And that's a beautiful gift that we all could give if it's done right, you know. That's the key, if it's done right and done from the right place. Yeah, Absolutely. done from your heart perspective. Beautiful. Is there anything more you wanted to uh, share on shielding boundaries and, and grounding? Nope. It starts with shielding and grounding and it leads to boundaries. Start doing those two things. Boundaries start falling into place and then you think, why didn't I do that? And then I like that you said that because in the beginning you may have to put up certain boundaries, but because you're honoring yourself by doing the grounding and the shielding, you will naturally and energetically create those boundaries and that intention is really built in. People will see what's exuding from you in your boundaries and your sacredness and your sovereignness. People, like you say, people will naturally fall away. That's okay. Not everybody's meant to be in your life for a long time. They're here for lessons. We all signed up for lessons and everybody is a different player in that place. So be okay with that, but just know that the boundaries are for you ultimately. On our next episode, free will, free will, buckle up. There's going to be some interesting things shared. So make sure you catch our next episode and we will let you know how free will impacts everybody. Follow, subscribe and share our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Check out our website, embracethespiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. And don't forget, follow Embrace the Spiritual on Instagram and Facebook. With infinite love and gratitude, thank you for joining us. 